This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hello, well done you for downloading the Ian Lee podcast from BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a new one. It's launched every Friday, packed full of some of the best bits of the week's show. This week, there's a bit of this. Anyway, don't forget my birthday card for the 14th of September. I know, I've already got it arranged. <laughs> a little bit of this. Even when we were convicted and put into prison, we both kept thinking at some point someone's going to open that door and say, sorry, it's all been a terrible mistake, you can go home. But uh, that didn't happen. And a fair bit of this. Beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Loads of you called me this week and I loved it. But you wanted to talk about the silliest of things, like Indian summers. I wanted to know what it actually is. And I kind of found out-ish with the help of Ray and Luton. Oh, Ray's disappeared. Ray! Ray, are you there? Oh. Ray, hello! It's, it's you and not me. No, No, it's you, not me. No, it's you. To you, to me. <laughs> it's not me, Ray, it's you. No, it's you. Ray, it's you. No. Quick, no, I can hear a dog barking. You. Push that dog down on the floor and kick it in the abdomen. It's always, yeah, I don't, I don't treat my dogs like that. Oh, well, it sounds like you should do. It sounds like a violent, vile beast. What kind of dog is it? Listen, I've got a Jack, I've got two Jack Russells, a big one and a little baby one that's only six weeks old. Electric shock it now. Just a minute, I've lost my page now. What are you mucking me about? Sorry, what? Your page? Me page. Right, you want a definition of an Indian summer? Yes, I did, and it's, this is definitely worth putting the rest of the show on hold for, Ray, yes. Indian summer... Yes? ...by Wikipedia uh, Encyclopedia. Wikipedia Encyclopedia? Yeah. Is this a book? Yeah, this is... What? This is the best you'll get. This is... Hang on, okay. there is a book version of Wikipedia... Well, Wikipedia is a version of oh. an encyclopedia, and it, yeah. But you said you'd lost your no, page. You're getting, you're getting me confused now. No, right? you're getting me. You're, you're getting yourself confused, Ray. Listen to me. No. An Indian summer is a heat wave that occurs in the autumn. It refers to a period of considerably above normal. Right. That's what it says. Is that all it says? That's all it says. So, but okay, when is autumn? I don't know, you tell me. Well, no, you tell me. <laughs> you see? You see, what you've done is you've opened up a can of worms. Well, there you go. If anybody can do any better... Can you Wikipedia when autumn is, please? Well, I've got to do it again. I'll ring you back. All right, we'll speak to you in a few minutes, Ray. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. That's Ray and Luton. He is our science and weather correspondent. Ian's in Barton. Good morning, Ian. Hello. You have the uh, official definition of what an Indian summer is. Uh, yeah, the autumn starts, well, in uh, astronomical and religious terms, autumn starts on the equinox, which is the 21st. Of September. Of September. Oh, OK. And um, the term Indian summer started with the early settlers in North America, so it refers oh. to the North American Indians. Right. And it was a period of warm weather in late September, early October... Uh, which um, enabled them to finish off uh, the, the harvest. Doesn't it, get... doesn't it have to... I thought it had to last for, like, 20 days or something. I, I've not heard that oh. definition. Oh. Um, but I know it was a period of warm weather in early October, and it enabled the harvest to be finished and fruit to be collected and stored. 
to get them through the winter. Are, now, are you, how do you know this, Ian? Are you getting this from the Wikipedia Encyclopedia, uh, or no, do you know it? I know it from reading. I re, I've read a lot on meteorology oh, really? and history, natural history. I'm very into natural history. And I know that we're celebrating the autumn equinox this year with some friends. How do you... How do you celebrate the autumn equinox? Do you all strip off, drink mead and... and... Oh, we'll have some mead, but we'll uh, certainly don't strip off. We'll just have a feast with um, food that um, has been um, recently harvested, fruit and uh, homemade bread and that sort of thing. Well, that sounds rather pleasant. Mm. Are you a pagan, Ian? I am, yes. Ah, okay. So do you wear robes and things? Um, I'll wear a cloak and we'll wear a crown of... We usually make ourselves crowns of leaves and flowers. And what? So, and so you, will you be wearing your crowns of leaves and flowers at your your feast? Oh, most of us will. Yes, there'll be some ears of corn in it, and some and some berries and ivy. This sounds like a lot of fun. Mm. Is it? Is it easy to become a pagan? Do I? Do I have to? You know, to be baptised or something? No, no. Anybody can. Do you need uh, a cloak? Get interested, um, and just get in, get involved with right. the group, or right. you can just be as a solitary. <laughs> Sometimes in live radio we need to fill. This is one of those moments. And that's your latest news and sport. I'll be back with more at seven o'clock. You busy? Uh, a bit, yeah. Why? Have you got five minutes? Yeah, go on. Do you want to do the papers, wouldn't they? All right. Okay. Well, I haven't got the papers, so... Well, you, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do them and you chip in as you see fit. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. The Guardian... Yes. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale was unveiled. Did you see him? his unveiling at Real Madrid yesterday? Yeah, and I heard his stab at Spanish. Very good. He had a go, didn't he? Yeah. Fair play. He seems like a nice lad. Yeah. All his family were there, including like, just like some old men with, with their ties not done up and stuff. <laughs> Who were they? Yeah, probably his uncles. Casualty... Oh, casualties in Afghan forces, unsustainable. US commander says police... The Times... Um, US leaves unreliable British out in the cold. Well, I just, well, I'll have none of that. Uh, and the... F- oh, now, you, uh, you've probably read Fifty Shades of Grey. I read two and a half of it. I got bored. Oh, too so much I probably bondage. managed about... What, 35 shades. My my mum, my mum, she's not very well, so she can't read particularly well on her own. She can't see very well. Uh, And she has a woman that comes into her care home and (laughs) and reads for her. And and my mum gets very angry. And I went round and she was in effing and jeffing. I said, what's wrong? I'm furious. The staff here are rubbish. I said, mum, calm down. Tell me what the problem is. We'll we'll, we'll sort it out. Well, this stupid woman that comes and reads to me. We finished the Rod Stewart book, which I'm sure is quite mucky itself. We finished, she wouldn't read. She refused to read my second book. I said, "Well, well, Mum, what is the book? Seventy Shades of Blue." I went, right. I, she's it's Fifty Shades of Grey. She's well within her rights not to want to read that to you, you mucky pup. I'd read it to her. Well, she wanted me to read it. I oh said, no, no, that's <laughs> there's all kinds of wrong there. No, no, I've, I've, um, can I tell this story about my mother? Let me just... Uh, uh, OK. Yes, I can just. I can just, if I rephrase some of it. We took her... Uh, I took her to, for um, a, a medical trial. She, she got to try cannabis. Wow, on the NHS. And um, I had to um, ask her all these questions and fill in this questionnaire. And it was like, about how is your health? Do you feel much pain? And then it got, it got to two questions. And I said, Mum, I'm going to ask you these two questions, OK? And then we are never going to mention these questions ever again in our lives. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. When was the last time you had sex? When was the last time you achieved an... No, you didn't! <laughs> I had to ask my mum! Oh, 
dear, I'm still in therapy about it. Did she give it. you the info? Yes, she oh, did. And boy, it was surprising. You can't unhear that, can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Independent has uh, voted. The papers are very boring today. Oh, papers are, the papers are very boring. Until you get to the Express, who've got Princess Diana in the front. Well done, them. What's the latest health cure? Uh, they, well, their health, they haven't got a health cure on the front because their health cure has been replaced. Oh, no, hang on. Uh, uh, no, it's dementia, if you look inside. All right. But the health cure has been replaced by um, uh, the list of who is appearing in this year's Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, flipping it. Susanna Reid's on the front. I like her. I like Susanna Reid. Um, and she once messaged me on Facebook, so I like her even more. Okay. Uh, Abby Clancy's in there. Mm. She's a tall um, model. Sophie Ellis-Bexter is in there. All right, yes. She had a pop song five years ago. And her mum was on Blue Peter. Her mum was on Blue Peter. Her mum got sacked for Blue, from Blue Peter for... Being pregnant. Yes, whilst unmarried. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Riley is on there. She's good at maths. She's the countdown lady. Um, and here are the others I've heard of. Vanessa Feltz. Yep. Deborah Meaden. Mm. She's a dragon. Um, Tony That's not ja- very nice. Tony Jacklin. He's a golfer. And oh. Dave Myers. Now, I've never heard of Dave Myers, but I, from the picture, he's a hairy biker. Oh, right, yeah, right. I know. I know that. Then, Fiona Fullerton, Mark Benton, Ben Cohen, Ashley Taylor Dawson. Whoa, 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 whoa. After Fiona Fullerton, you lost me. Yeah, exactly. Julian McDonald, Natalie Gomedi, Patrick. Who, half of these people, half of the. A couple of them I know quite well, a couple I recognise. Half of them I have no idea who they are. On the upside, it'll soon be our turn. I would do that. I would be up for a little bit of strict... I would. I'm quite a mover. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Well, Catherine, we filled four minutes. Excellent. Can I go and get on with my job? Please do. 459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you fancy calling me on my show, you're more than welcome to. Take the number, write it down, 08459 455 555. Call me between six and nine weekdays. Dennis and Dunstable did it, and he got a new friend out of it. Dennis and Dunstable, you joining me? Are you in? Are you in in my campaign to get rid of road signs? Put a big one up. Don't drive. Sorry? Put a big sign up saying, don't drive. Yeah, no, I think you've misunderstood it. The campaign, Dennis, is to get rid of 50% of road signs. Yeah, well, if you put that up, you get 50% of the drivers not doing in the first I don't know. Again, you've misunderstood it, uh, Dennis. Yes, Okay, carry on. Yeah, I will. I don't want to get rid of the drivers, necessarily. No. I want to get rid of the road signs. Yep, that's absolutely perfect. So are you with me or again me? I'm with you and I don't drive anymore. Why? Because I'm too old. Ah, uh, you're 88, aren't you? I am. Good, good. People over 75 shouldn't drive. Well, that was it. The car wasn't fast enough. Huh? I had to... It was too slow. It was a, a people's car. I wanted a... I wanted a Ferrari, but I couldn't afford it, so I had to give up driving. Ashley Taylor Dawson. Sorry? Ashley Taylor Dawson. Who the devil's that? Patrick Robinson. Never heard of him. Oh, well, yeah, if you're talking about the people last night... Yes, one or two of them I recognised, uh, going back years, but uh, yes. What, what, what people last night? The people who were going to come, come dancing. OK. Julian MacDonald. Julian MacDonald. Now, yeah, I've seen him somewhere. Julian Mac. Is that the dark gentleman? Is that of Coronation Street? I think he may have been, yes. Yeah. Yes, he's a black fella, yes. Um, uh, ben Cohen. No, no, no idea. Fullerton, yes. Yes. The young lady, she was in one of the 007 films. She was in the, one of the 007 films. You're yeah, good, lovely, you know. young, lovely young lady. Oh, hang on a second. Colin, yeah, Colin in Dunstable. Morning, Colin. Good morning. Colin, you know who um, uh, Ben Cohen is? Yeah, rugby union player from oh, England. Oh, he's a rugby... And Northampton. Is he any good? Yes, 
he was. He's, I think he's retired now. Ben, are you a fan of Strictly Come Dancing? No. Oh. Are you going to be watching it now that Ben Cohen's in it? No. My goodness. I hate it. All those things I hate. Oh, dear God. Sorry about that, mate. Well, it's all right. It's, uh, this is how I met my wife, was dancing. We've been dancing all our lives. No, I've, I've got two left feet. Well, I had four left feet, but that was beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Fiona Fullerton, I, re- I recognise. There's a few I recognise, but by name only. Well, they put themselves up to make a fool of themselves that they can't dance the best of luck, and they're very brave people. I wouldn't do it. Well, well, I mean, look at, um, what's her name? Um, the yeah. MP. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's a laugh. Well, that's as long as they're laughing, it, it, why, why That's worry? it. If they want to do it, let them do it. Yeah. They put themselves up to be knocked down when they when they're politicians anyway, so why not that's, have a laugh at the same that's time? That's right. I mean, there are people that have thought, well, I've got no chance at all, and have done quite well, I believe. Yeah. Well, D- Dennis Collins, thank you so much for that contribution. Um, can I just say one thing about um, road signs? Uh, are you joining my campaign to get rid of them? Yes. Thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seriously, next time I'm off... Don't get Justin, don't get David Prever, get those two fellas in. I would pay top dollar, top dollar to listen to them. Thank you very much, chaps. Monday's show was produced by Catherine Boyle, and our reporter was Kelly Betts. I know, what a shambles. What can I say? And the cleaner was busy. Something happened to you this weekend, and I don't mean that thing. The other thing in the (laughs) park. Yeah, in the park, I went to the park with my mum, and... It's not unusual these days to have to do a bit of a litter pick before you can wade through. Parks are the... filthy these oh, days. And you know what? We're opposite a big supermarket. Oh, jeez. And the kids go in there on a Friday night and they fill their boots with all kinds you of talk about You talk about values, right? You just, you've got some rubbish. Just put it, in your, put it in your pocket, put it in your bag, put it in a bin. I don't know. It's a bit old-fashioned, isn't Especially it? Especially if it's effectively a big bag of family-sized shopping because they buy, I don't know, donuts and stuff. I don't know what these kids are eating. Anyway, so they're sitting in the park. I do know what they're eating, actually, because I'm picking up after yeah, them. Yeah. Um, bottles and, and bits. Into the microphone, my love. Uh, anyway, so mum does this litter pick. I was already in the supermarket. I come over. Yep. My mum's like pushing the kids on the swing and said it was worse than usual. So vodka bottles, all sorts. In my little playground, vodka bottles. And also, who writes swear words on kids' playgrounds? Oh it's man, it's just so horrible. And my little girl's starting to read, and I'm having some uncomfortable lies having to tell her yes. about what things say. Yeah. Involving male chickens, etc. So she's um, swinging on the swings, and Mum said it was worse than usual. And she's fuming actually because it's not what you should go to the park. You shouldn't have to be doing the whole litter pick thing. Uh, you know. Uh, anyway, so uh, she's done just this. We do, just we finish at nine o'clock this know. morning. You know that, don't she's you? She's done this. These girls pitch up after we've been there for about fifteen minutes, and they've got their shopping. And they sit in a circle, and I'm talking about probably 13, 14-year-old girls. Very you know, sort of nicely turned out. Obviously, all text each other to meet up at the park. I mean, I could ask Joe Guest to start half an hour later. And um, my mum sees one of them chuck her litter over her shoulder. She's oh, talking probably oh. about boys. Or, or maybe about an intellectual novel. Not probably about boys. So before in I... In fact, Joe don't bother coming in. We're gonna, I think we might go straight through to Nick Coffer today. Mum says, I had enough of this. I'm going in. I said, Mum, leave it, leave it. it She's already there, and she has a go. A polite go, yeah, but had, nevertheless, she, she was firm. She, she said, look, go. I don't think it's very fair that I have to come here and I have to do a litter pick before we start because people come in and enjoy themselves and leave their stuff. So, girls, if you wouldn't mind, when you've finished eating your picnic, would you put it back in your bags and, and, yes. and put it in and the And they bin? told her to jog on? 
No, they said, oh, sorry. But sorry. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so they come in with sort of um, side-swept hair and a cocky demeanour, but yeah. actually when they were told or asked politely, they responded fine. But I don't know whether I would have dared wade in. I was standing well back. I felt a bit ashamed of myself afterwards because I didn't stand next to my mum. I stood yeah. well back with the children. You, you were Judas? You... A little bit, yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn your microphone off now. Thank you. So, would you... Uh, that, would you ever go is the question, is it? Would you ever go? OK, let's go to Kelly Betts, who's out about. Morning, Kelly Betts. Mum, look, I know it's not a real report. No, I know. It's just what I've been sent out to do. I know. I, I can't leave. Uh, Kelly? Hello? hello? You, you're on the radio hi. now. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mum, I've got to go. All right. Love you. Bye. Sorry. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kelly. Hey. Nice to talk to you. Lovely to speak to you. So, you've heard Catherine's story there. Yeah. Great, great. Felt like I was living it in real time. Yeah, I know. I felt like I was there. Yeah, yes. Uh, w- w- would you ever have a go? I would have a go. We- we've been asking you to ask people today whether they have a go. What have they been yes. saying? Well, some lots of blank looks. Uh, some people saying oh. what? Some people saying no. And one man saying Bedford. Have Should- a listen. Hi, excuse me. I'm from Three Counties Radio. And we were asking this morning, would you have a go? At, at what? Would you? No. Hi, I'm from Three Counties Radio, and we were asking this morning, would you have a go? I'm in work, going to work. You're going to work? Yeah, yeah. Would you have a go there? Uh, Albert Road. Bedford? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, exactly. thanks. Would you have a go? Have a go? Yeah. At? Would you have a go? A what? Would you have a go? Have a go at what? Would you have a go? A go at what? You're at a bus stop this morning, would you have a go? You've lost us completely. I'm getting some blank faces. So would you have a go or not? Do you know? Depends at what. What about you? Exactly the same question. Have a go at what? Yeah. All right, thanks. Hi, I'm from Three Counties Radio. You're standing here cleaning windows. I'm asking the very important question. Would you have a go? Um, no. Excellent. Thank you very much. Hi, excuse me. I'm from Three Counties Radio. Asking the question this morning. Would you have a go? A go at what? Would you? A go at what? Would you if you had to? I don't know what I'm going for. But if you had to, would you? I'll go out of work now. So disappointing reaction there, Kelly. Not many people, it seems, would have a go. Is this real? Sorry? Is this real? Are we on air? This is actually going out on the BBC. That's excellent. Yeah, disappointing reaction. Not many people would have a go. Most people would say what? Not as disappointing as me finding out Justin Dealey wasn't in this week. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Soz. You said a very kind thing when you came in this morning. What was that? You look really tired. You do look a bit tired. You've got fluffy hair. I'm not putting any product in. Shall <laughs> so, so, so I, I do my hair now? You, 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 what do you mean, do your hair I'll, now? I'll put my product in now. What? So while I sit here, you're going to be preening yourself? Oh, you have actually got a tub. What on earth is that <laughs> in there? <laughs> it's, um, what it's, is this stuff? It's a, it's a funky shaper. Good I'm about to put my hair into a You put funky that into shape. your hair? Well, what do you put? It looks like you use that kind of blue gel that people used to get in the 80s. I don't use blue gel. Look at this stuff. Look. That must be ever so greasy. Does your wife ever run her fingers through your hair? No, we've got two kids. <laughs> no, none of that. I did. None of that goes on. She'd stick to you, wouldn't Can she? I... No, you can't. Okay, let me get... Oh, I can't believe you just wiped it on your jeans. Or am I going to wipe it? Oh, that really is, that is... Does it, do I look less tired now? You do, actually. Funky shape. You can tell you've spent years on the TV. <laughs> and more years off. Now, what <laughs> have you... <laughs> Let's get in there before somebody else does, shall we? On Sunday, yeah. 
I did something I haven't done for a very long time. Oh, God. I went down to my garage. Oh, dear. And I got my bike out. Ah. And I thought, I'm going to cycle to the supermarket. Yeah. Because I'm getting a little bit, uh, getting fat back. Yes, you got that email. Um, and I thought, well, I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to cycle. So I cycled there. Yes. It was a Sunday morning. It was quite nice. Yes. Uh, unfortunately. You notice I th- that David Lloyd, the, the, the police and crime commissioner, has turned up and yet you're still banging on about this. You've I know. Not- my hair hasn't been greased down, do you has want it, some, for the day. Do you want some product? Well, it's very kind of you to offer. I know it's time I had my hair cut, but yes. uh, I'm going back into Hertfordshire to spend time in that great county. So, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> just, all I'm saying is, JBS, is, is, is yeah, is, I'll keep it brief. Yeah. Well, it was in it was in Hertfordshire. Well, I was it. cycling, David. You'll be pleased to know. Well, I'm pleased to know that. Yeah. And uh, I, I got off the bike, went to my supermarket shop. I bought quite a lot, including a great big box of washing powder, which was say. difficult to carry on my handlebars. I'm so sorry, David Lloyd. We so, were honestly, I'll, I'll right. just be a sec. <laughs> and uh, when I got on my bike, flat tyre. Had to cycle back on a flat. Really wasn't worth it. <laughs> Is it not one of my best? Smell my fingers. No, I know. What does David, I'm leaving him I'm, to I'm, you. The product I'm, smells I'm nice. i to hear it. He hasn't shaken Smell my hand. My no, don't fingers. shake my hand. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you care, there's a video of me doing my hair live on air on Twitter, at BBC3CR. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Morning. Yes. These signs that's going up on the road all over the country... Yes. More and more and more and more. If you're a careful driver... <laughs> yeah. ..and you're more interested in driving and safety for your passengers and safety for anyone else... Yes. ..these signs don't apply to you that's going up, oh. majority of them. They apply to the lunatics huh? that think of going along the road, oh, they've got the control of their car, they've got the... They know everything. And next thing is, they're in an accident. Majority of signs are for lunatics. They're not for you. But if a lunatic... you look at them, yes. they're not for you. If a lunatic were to see a sign, they just go... Oh! Wouldn't yes, they? And they've got, yeah, and they've got you and uh, your passengers in their... Um, well... In danger. So hang on a second. You now we've now got a scenario where m- me and my family have been kidnapped by a lunatic who's driving along at high speeds, ignoring road signs. How has this happened? Well, you, I don't understand you. Now let me get in. I, I would not let a lunatic take my car with me in it. I would say no. Well, how do you know he's a lunatic? Because I don't think... Wearing... In... No, no, they can get in that car. They can be careful driver. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, bang, something goes in wrong in their head and off they go. Wow. You, you all hanging on for grim death. Yeah. What, you, you've really summed happen? up uh, the mental illness there very well. But they, maybe there should be a sign saying no lunatics. Well, ah. that up, but, but can somebody tell me, even you, along the road, there's a 12-inch... 10 inch or 10 inch um, Where's this going? sign. Yes. It's yellow. Right. It's got a black spot at the top. Oh, yeah. And it's got a triangle black at the bottom. Oh. Can anyone tell me what this sign is? Because I've looked up in the highway code and it's not there. I've asked even a police officer. Yeah. He hasn't got a clue what it is. Right, so describe, it. I'm gonna, so describe this sign. It's about 10 inches by 10 inches. So it's a square? Square. Yeah, yeah. okay, I'm drawing it here. It's yellow. Yep, yellow. Yellow mm-hmm. background. Yep. A big uh, a spot, black spot on the top and a black triangle underneath. Is it a triangle or a diamond? Well, no, it's a, well, it's a triangle. Okay. I put it as a triangle. Well, okay, so you, you, it's got three sides. Pardon? 
It's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's a triangle. Points, yeah. well, hang on, stay there, Dave. Michael. Yes. Do you know what this sign is that Dave is describing? I haven't got a clue. Maybe Dave is one of those lunatics we've been hearing so much about this morning. <laughs> Come back, Justin. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky monkey. Dave, stay listening. We will see if we can find someone to identify that sign. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Terry Durris, Cabinet Member for Highways and Transport and Hearts County Council, has been... Uh, Terry, what are you doing coming back on? Well, I thought I'd come back and uh, give you the answer about these uh, orange signs that with the black diamonds. Just just as a, a public service, you understand. Look at you. You don't get any points for it, but you, I'm, I'm doing a little salute to you. Uh, what are they? Well, basically, what they are is a diversionary route, so that if, for example, um, part of the A1M is closed for roadworks or something like that, then a message can come up on these very excellent signs. Oh. Uh, but saying, please follow Diamond, and that will actually take you via the Diamond route to avoid the, the roadworks on a motorway. And that's basically what they are. Dave has uh, called back on. Morning, Dave. Morning, Ian. Yeah. What was your, what's your problem now? No, no, um, you called me back to, to say, was I satisfied with the answer? Are you satisfied no, with the answer? No, because uh. there's no signs to say, there's no indicating to say to yep. you, right. as a driver, what they actually are. Are, you, re- are you really this, this, this dumb? Do I need to... Listen here, pal. Listen here, pal. Yes, David, go on. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to tell you why you're being where's very... My mate, where's my mate Justin? He's, he, he's on suspension. Uh, I mean, he's on holiday. Listen, I've got four mirrors in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I do look into my mirror. Yeah. Dave, a do you... a handsome bloke. Da- yes. Um, excuse me, yeah, go on. Yes, do, excuse me. Do you know why <laughs> you're being really silly here? No, because the thing is, you go along the A6, they're on the A6. Yes. And they've got no thing indicating yes. that it's what that man said. OK, shall I tell you why it's you're... It's be- an ordinary sign. Shall, t- oh, yeah, shall I tell you why you're being silly? Why? You've missed the start of the diversion. That sign isn't for you. If you'd been where the diversion was, you would have seen the sign saying, follow the yellow squares with the, with the black triangle on it. So you, you're coming you, halfway along the diversion. But, but you come on the f- radio today talking about yep. signs. Are you with you in a second, Sophie? Oh, okay. thanks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you're talking about signs. Yes. I've just been what brought up about a sign. And I've told you what I've it means. No, well, you haven't. That man's just told me. All right, we've told you what it means. <laughs> right, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, cheerio, bye. <laughs> Cliff Richard, sorry, I apologise, Sir Cliff Richard is to release his 100th album. Man alive, he should have stopped at 70, shouldn't he? A majority of this podcast is all about Cliff, simply because you lot wanted to talk about it. <laughs> Having a massive argument here at uh, BBC Three Counties Towers. We, 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 we're going to put up a question on Facebook about Cliff Richard. The arguments we're having about... I'm having... Producer Tara, bring your microphone closer to you, because we're discussing what, what the question should be, and I keep going... I don't, I don't really care. Just, <laughs> Producer Tara, what, what's, your, what's your problem this morning? Well, there could be loads of questions. He's, he's almost producing his 100th album. It'll yeah. be out later on very shortly this year. Yeah, so we're, we're, and, yes. and there are so many questions with, with a career of such great longevity that we could, uh, that we could pinpoint. G- give, us the, give us the top three you've come up with so far. Because <laughs> you've thrown about 20 at me in the, during that whole Chet and Partak trailer, which I was trying to listen to. I missed it there. <laughs> Is it, are you bothered about Cliff? Do you like Sir Cliff? Is his new album going to be any good? I, I, honestly, They're all there. Which one and are you? More. Go- which one are you going to go with? 
Do you think Cliff Richard's 100th album will be any good? That's the worst one you came up with. <laughs> Put it on the Facebook page and we'll, we'll be surprised to find out what question my production team have gone with. You see, that's the kind of care and attention we, uh, we put into our show here. Yeah. Chris is in Luton. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Chris, are you a Cliff Richard fan? Certainly am. Oh. Uh, quickly, my two sons don't like him that much. Oh. My daughter can... See, I was going to see him touring in the sheds. But he, with he the went... shads? Yeah, he's, with, he's touring with the shadows. He oh, was. the shadows, yes. Um, but he's got his bus pass now, you know. Oh, he's 72, isn't he? he? I'm 68 and a bit and never been kissed. Oh, you got two but, kids, huh? No, three. Oh, five blimey. grandchildren. Please tell me that t- your two boys are called Cliff and indeed Richard. No, that no, would have taught no, them a lesson, Andrew wouldn't it? Andrew and Jonathan. Oh, named after the famous singer Andrew Jonathan, who's not releasing his one hundredth no, album. My daughter's Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know. Uh, she's your daughter's Michelle Pfeiffer. No, she's Michelle from the Beatles song Michelle. And I've got three grandchildren. Hello. Hello. Yes. So, what what is it about Cliff Richards, Chris? Well, uh, I, you see, Expresso and Bongo Move, it was it, his first hit, I do believe. Was it? In black and white. Hello. Hello. I think Expe- Move It was his first hit from Expresso Bongo, a black and white film, I yes. do believe. Okay. Yeah, I had that. Yes. I saw the film, yeah. But, I mean, we went... We, us guys went with the birds to the pictures. To, they loved Cliff Richard, the girls. So you went because it got the girls feeling a little bit frisky. Well, well, we well, don't down to these... There was a lot of courting done when... If Cliff was... I was taking a girl out and Cliff was on, we had to go. Right, OK. Whichever cinema. It's ironic, isn't it? But, uh, and you had a good... Uh, you, you, so you took him... You you took... You liked Cliff because you took the birds. Well, no, I, I'm a singer, I play guitar. Oh, and oh, you're a singer that plays guitar? Yeah. Any chance you could give us a little snatch of Cliff? Well, what, what do you, I've got a reverb, Mike. Do you want me to set up and come back to you? I do. Yeah. I, I really, really do, yes. I've got an echo box and mic and reverb, mic stand, electric, acoustic. It's, that sounds... I don't know what you've said, but it sounds like a wonderful setup. And a two amplifiers. The only thing I haven't got... I told the lady it's Rocha. I haven't got mixing desk. No. And uh, oh, the, the, the setup gear. Don't you yeah. worry about that, uh, Chris. You, no. you, how long will it take you to set up? You see, I'm I'm on a pension credit. I'm not in, uh, on in, I'm not on benefit. I'm on an earned pension. So. Good for you. So you can you can spend it on uh, nonsense like that. Yeah, I, they can touch my pension. I'm an invalidity benefit, Good. but I'm not in, on any benefit. I've earned okay. that. We finish pension. at nine this morning. What time? What time do you think you'll be ready, Chris? Well, give me. Um, let me think. Let me think. It's uh, give me. So I'll get over the paper. I'll, give me half six. Yeah. No, sorry. What time are we on to? Um, Nine o'clock, so any time well, before... Give me, give me seven o'clock-ish. All right, well, seven o'clock is... We'll, we'll call you sometime just after seven, yeah. and we'll sort out a time for you to come on. I, How's about that? I, I can sing Cliff, but I'm not good on the guitar with Cliff. OK, well, I, I, it, it makes it... In your arms, is it... Do you know I took that lady, when he was in musical, he was backed by <laughs> Noi Paramar Orchestra. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Chris, we'll speak to you in about an hour. OK, OK. Very quickly, what Cliff song would you like us to play? Um, I've been thinking... That lady said Devil Woman. Yeah. And there's so many. There's there's a one called "When the Girl in Your Arms Is the Girl in Your Heart." That's a colouring cinema one. Yeah. How about Jeff and Heath and Reach has requested Carrie? Yeah, Carrie doesn't live here anymore. Should we have a little bit of Carrie? Yeah, well, I've got rid of Carrie. She's gone. Oh, good. Well, she doesn't live here anymore. Chris, absolutely bonkers and wonderful because of it. We'll speak to you in about an hour. Matt's in Luton. Morning, Matt. Morning. Matt, are you a fan of Cliff? Uh, I'm not a fan of Cliff, but I respect him. I'm not a big fan of Cliff, but I respect him because I've grown up with Cliff Richards. 
You've grown, you grew up with him? He was in the 60s and he was brilliant. Are you related to him? Uh, no. Oh. But I'm glad I'm not related to you the way you slag people like Cliff Richards. It's Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard, yeah. yeah Sir so Cliff Richards. Cliff Richard. Yeah. Yeah. There's no S at the end. OK. Why do you respect him? Because he's done it all. He's been there, done it all. He's not done one everything. Of the, one, one of the greatest British artists I've ever seen. And he's still there. But he's rubbish, though, really, isn't he? Uh, well, if you say so. Well, he what is. What do you know about music? Well, I've, I have a very varied and wide knowledge of music. Well, I, I'm a Johnny Cash fan. Oh, now he, you're talking, Matt. Uh, sorry, hang on a minute. He's the complete opposite of Cliff Richards. Yes, no, he was a speed freak and he was a swearer and he yeah, was a cusser and, and he was he, brilliant. He's a bit like me. He'd tell you how it is. And Cliff Richards been there every There's... year, hits one art. One after the other. Yeah, but they've all been. A lot of them have been very tepid and insipid, haven't they? Yeah, not really, no. Either. Well, yeah, yeah, they have. Millennium Prayer. Any time he was on TV, every he had a full. Everybody went to see Cliffords. There's no S at the end. I don't care what you say. You're well, trying to wind me up, and you. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you. If you yes, you are. You love winding people up. You are defending and you him. You don't even realise what music is. You're, defend- you're defending him, but you don't even know his name, Matt. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God, you're sad, you are, eh? I'd love to meet you, you know. What, buy me, buy me lunch? No, no, I'd probably sing you a Cliff Richard song. Oh, no, please don't. And it's, no, it's Cliff Richard, there's no S at the end. All right, we'll take the S off. Will you be buying his 100th album? Uh, no. No, but I probably will re- listen to it. It'll probably be on the Ken Bruce show, which is a great show. A brilliant show, yes, yes. And he plays a variation of music, which we all want. Yep, OK. We all can listen to Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash. OK. But Matt, I feel we're going round in circles. So, in conclusion, you agree with me that Cliff Richard is rubbish? Yeah, don't slag something you don't know what you're talking about. So, talk about something else now? No, a bit more of Cliff. Sir Cliff, if you don't mind. I beg your pudding. Are you a fan of Sir Cliff? No, I, I was, in a sense I am, but I, he's a load of rubbish singing live. So hang on one second. In a sense you are a fan of Sir Cliff, yeah, but do, he's rubbish. No, I do like some of his records of the past. Not now, but he's a load of rubbish live. But I know I met him many years ago in oh. Watford. And I even we even went up to him and told him he was a load of rubbish. Oh, no. And... We told him he wouldn't be known if it wasn't for the shadows. Oh, the shadows made Cliff. You're like the people that still come up to me saying you're nothing without Ali G. Don't, why would you go up and say that to a man that he's no good at his job? Because Just let you, him be! No, if you heard him that night in Watford many years ago, yeah. he was absolutely rubbish. And the only per- people that made him that night was the shadows. So this must have been... Well, this is like 50, 60 years ago then. You cheek! <laughs> Well, when was you're it? Bi- you're barred from my phone. When, when... No, you're talking about... Oh, well, yeah, end of the 60s, early 70s. OK, so about 45 years ago. Well, yeah, yeah. all right. Oh, all right, calm down, Dave. Back, back away, back away. <laughs> Put the glass down, Dave. Yeah, Put the no. glass down. We don't want any trouble here. He's not worth it, Dave. No, I know, because you keep on barring me on the radio, but you let me on. Oh, are you the uh, fellow that I bar? Well, you tried to Off. before you went on holiday. You're banned again. How does he keep sneaking through the band net? Thank you for reminding me, Dave. I should let you off the banning because of that, but I'm not. You're banned. It's banned for the rest of the year. Don't want Dave on. 
How does he? How does he sneak through? I'm sure we've got a a, a tight uh, computer security system that that should alert us the moment the band callers, such as Dave, phone up. Do not allow Dave on. I know what you're awaiting for. You want to hear Chris sing, don't you? We got Chris. Chris. Chris, you spoke to you at 20 past six. You were going out to the papers. Then we couldn't get hold of you again. What happened? Uh, well, the cop didn't have any. He had to go to a different paper shop in the square. So. Oh, blimey. What, what paper do you take, Chris? Uh, the Sun for the horses, mainly. But my son doesn't like the Sun. He says it's... Um, well, I think there's a lot of hype with the Sun. They, they truck off arguments that don't need... Talking about well, the front. Well, you say they they truck off arguments they don't need talking about. The front page of the Sun today: well, Squaddy becomes you. Muslim woman. Uh, Ex-territorial army private has gone from a gun-toting male soldier to Britain's first transgender Muslim woman. Front well, page, really? Well, I go. I might go for that one then. Okay, I don't know if it's an option. So, Chris, you teased us with, he said, trying to rein it back in before everybody got in trouble. You teased us at 6.20 with, (laughs) um, uh, you were going to, you had a very intricate musical setup. Yeah, but, see, I've been a roadie, and I had a day centre do, and this lady was singing, um, what was it called, last something, and she's given me a mobile number. But she's got the roadies and the computer and the mixing desk, oh, so... nuts. OK. Know, we might... See, I'm on a pension, I'm not on benefit, so... OK, that's... I'm, I do it because I like it, that's the main thing. Well, that, that, and that's, that's why people should play music, because they like it. Yeah. So what's... what's have you just got a guitar, then, for us this well, morning? I've got the acoustic set up, the, the, the electric might get feedback. OK, beautiful. And, and you're going to play us? I'll tell you what I'm going to play... When the girl in your arms, the girl in your heart, I think it came from Summer Holiday. Okay, fantastic. And that guy, he was back by Noy Paramore, an orchestra, not the Shadows. That's when he first started, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, Dave's yeah. banned, anyway, so let's not even discuss. Yeah, let's not even the, the, the light you know, of publicity. Don't look it until you've tried it, innit? Can he play guitar, this bloke? Anyway, no, no. So I, I can do it. I see, I don't read music. No. I can play got a, quite a good repertoire by ear, the Kinks. But I've. It's a cruise setup. I've dubbed myself a Waterloo Sunset on a tape deck. It's a bit crude, but it comes out. I would pay top dollar to hear that one day, mate. Could you maybe you could send that into us? But you've got yeah, to play Cliff. I, I sent it to my son in the army. Oh well, we wouldn't have got it. No, but I can do another one, and I've got another setup. Well, Chris, you are you're going to play Cliff Richard. Uh, you're going to play what? What's the name of the name it's of the called song? When the girl in your arms is a girl in your heart. Wonderful. So the girls in the pictures. See. Cliffridge oh, was uh, the, the mum's dream boyfriend, wasn't he? Yes. And uh, his name was Harry Webb. Yeah. And he was the boy next door, the clean cut image that every mum wanted her daughter to marry. Well, he still is in many but ways. Yeah. I would. Not, I don't want to marry him. No. I wouldn't mind to go to his gap in Barbados. I wouldn't mind a bit. Now you're going to play a song for us. What's the song called, Chris? It's called "When the Girl in Your Arms Is a Girl in Your Heart." Away you go. You know you have uh, to have a written invitation to go in there. What into his house? Yeah, in Barbados. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. It's got a security gate. And you would think so. Because it's you know. <laughs> anyway, Chris. Yeah. You're going to sing for us. What's the title of the song? Well, a lot of people know me, man. Lou, and and uh, okay. The, uh, it's called When the Girl in Your Arms is a Girl in, in other words, the girl you love. Chris, take it away. Over to you, Chris. Okay. Here we go. Listen to BBC Three Counties Radio. Chris is going to play us a Cliff Richard song. I'll be there, I'll be there. OK, where's where his guitar? Oh, he's going to put the mic on. He's going to put a mic on. Very professional. Hello? 
Hello? Chris? Hello, there. Are you? We can't hear you very well, Chris. Where have you gone? I'm here. What, have you fallen down a hole? You can't hear me. I can just about hear you. Y- y- yes. I don't want to boil up anymore. I guess we're going to have to do this, then. What's that? Sorry? Can I do a quick one as you go? Away you go. to the phone, Chris. Huh? Come back to the phone. Yeah, I will do. Good lad. I will do. That was... Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. That was very... uh, That was very enthusiastic. You're very keen, aren't you? Yeah, but I I don't practice enough. No. Well, uh, you know, you practice when you can. That was great. Can I I just say something briefly about my history? Um... Is it it, it on air, is it? We're on air now, yes. Well, I better not say that then. Probably... This whole conversation's been on air. Yeah, but I, I, I will give you my mobile number sometime, and we'll, you know, we'll track from there. Um, Chris, now, listen. In other words, when you're down and out and you depress, music can fire you up. Music is the doctor, makes you feel like you're otter. That's isn't according it, to the Doobie Brothers. saying if music be the food of love, play on? Yep, there is. Is that Shakespeare? I think it is Shakespeare. Look at you with your Shakespeare. You are raising the intelligent quotient of this show tenfold, Chris. I can't believe they stopped taking the kids to school as I was singing. Was that a bit hypey, that one, was it? It was, it was a little bit hypey, but yeah, people... Yeah, but you have to do that, Governor. You have to get... That's um, the business. So... A lot of people know me badly in my past, which I can't die, but... No. I'm in council combination through a reason. OK. Well, Chris, listen, I, thank you... have got a lovely family. Good for you. Chris, I'm going I'm to have to stop you there, because we're running out of time. Yeah, you've, OK. You've been a cracking sport this morning, so this, Chris. This unemploy- employment thing is a, a bone of contention with me. I know it is. We, we haven't got time to talk about that, but... OK. But Chris, a lot of old guys... Um... We, we, yes. Uh, Chris, I just want to say, you've been a really good sport this yeah. Morning. Thank you so much for calling back. And I... no, did you hear that? So I don't wait. I've got to. Hang, I don't wake you up to all this time. Don't want to wake the neighbours up. I think. I think it's about. I, I think after seven, they have to make a complaint anyway. Exactly. He's a talker, isn't he? Surely we can talk about something else other than Cliff Richard now, can't we? No. Okay. Our reporter Sophie Solari has been out asking what you uh, think. Sophie, I I don't know a lot about your musical taste. Do you, Do you like Cliff Richard? No. Oh. Do you? Um, th- th- I like five songs. What's your top one? Um, in the country. What's that one then? Ba 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 ba. When the world in which you live in gets a bit too tough to bear, and the scent and no one found you, and the scent there's someone there, you're gonna find me oh, out in the country. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna find me. Out in the country. That one. I hate that one. Oh, really? Yeah. It's my number one. All right. Yeah. Good. You've been out talking to people. What yeah. have people been saying Pe- about Cliff Richard? People don't care. <laughs> people really don't care. He's back. Have oh. a listen. So, are you excited that he is releasing his 100th album in November? Not particularly, no. Right. So, you're not pre ordering that then? No, definitely not. 
We're all going on a summer holiday. That doesn't brighten your day? No. Cliff Richard? Yeah, Cliff Richard, sir. You're excited, <laughs> aren't you? Not really, no. Uh, I don't know Cliff Richard. You don't know who Cliff Richard is? No. Any clue, any songs, any...? Um, summer holiday? No. What about Christmas time, mistletoe and wine? Mm, no. We're all going on a summer holiday. Ah, OK. Which one's your favourite? Um, the one, ones in the film you made, Summer. Summer... What is it called, that film? Summer Holiday. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If I tell you someone's coming back in November, pop star legend... Right. He's releasing the fabulous rock and roll songbook. Who do you think this is? No idea. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Cliff Richard. Really? Well, there you go. No, the, uh, apathy. Met with uh, abject apathy. Nobody cares. Out here. <laughs> This is Ian Lee, interrupting this cliff cast to play you this. Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk <coughs> slash three counties. Are you a fan of... Uh, hang on, let me go again. <coughs> uh, do, the, do, do the last bit again. Three counties. <coughs> you have longer, I need longer run-up. Dot UK no, slash three counties. Go back a bit, just go back quite a bit. Like, Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. So, uh, Catherine, are you a fan of Cliff Richard? I like Wired for Sound. Thanks very much. I like things to be professional, and I just don't think my first stab at that was going to be professional. I had to, you know, you've got standards, BBC Three Counties listeners. But stand, I mean, not particularly high standards. You're listening to this. Definitely worth it. But now, back to Cliff. Joan, are you really in Australia? Oh, yes. Well, well, well <laughs> good, good day to you, mate. Good day. <laughs> good day, you flaming galah. Are you, are, you, are you a Cliff Richard uh, fan? Oh, yes. Always have been. Why? I went to see him the last... Just before I left England. Yes. I went to his concert there, and then I've been to the ones over here. OK, so you're, you're, you're a huge fan of Cliff Richard. What is it about him that's so special? I don't know, he's, he always seems squeaky clean. He's just yeah. really easy to listen to. I don't know, they're just... He's the only one I've ever bothered about. We were tipped off that you were a big Cliff Richard fan, because you used to live in Stevenage, didn't you? Yes. Uh, we were tipped off by your sister, Pat, who's also in Stevenage. <laughs> Pat got in touch and said, oh, you've got to phone my sister Joan in Australia. She's the biggest Cliff Richard fan in the world. <laughs> and is, is, is Pat right about that? Oh yeah, well we we think so. Okay. Because when the last time, or yeah, the last time we went, we ended up we went back to the back to the you know by the stage door and we're oh, standing there groupies. now. We were like I'm seventy five now, so you know you're sort of the oldest around. <laughs> the oldest swingers in town, Joan. Yeah, hey, why it. haven't you spoken to Pat since Christmas? Have you had an argument, you two? No. No, I've phoned a couple of times, but they're out. Oh, and she's so not... then I just leave messages. And Pat's not phoned <laughs> you back? Eh? Pat's not bothered to phone you back? Oh, yeah, she does every now and again. Pat, why haven't you yeah, phoned we... your... Pat, why haven't you phoned your sister back in Australia? Well, look, first of all, I'll say good morning all. Joan is my sister-in-law. Oh, that's, oh, so right. that, that's uh, why you've not called her. My husband, Brian, is Joan's brother. That's uh, it. 
the last time we heard Joan, after Brian's birthday in June, we came in and there was a message of Joan singing down the phone. That's <laughs> happy birthday. And I'm definitely not the best singer. <laughs> not, no, not really. Anyhow, uh, Keith Richard is not my number one love of music. No. But, um, I know Joan is. Oh, yes. No, I've always followed him. How are you? It's cold over there at the moment, isn't it? No, it's beautiful. Oh! It's 26 today, and we're only on the second, uh, third day of spring. Oh, I see. It's 20, going to be 29 in Stevenage, which is quite a... Uh, a good number for early September. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're going into winter. We're going into summer. That's true. <laughs> anyway, don't forget my birthday card for the 14th of September. I know. I've already got it arranged. <laughs> I think we better go. We're costing the BBC a fortune. All right. Well, thank you very much. I don't know. And hi to everybody. Where's the presenter <laughs> gone? We're taking over his program. <laughs> I think he's he's been really winding people up this morning about Cliff Richard. Ah, because what what's the deal on that? What is he? Is this his? But well, he's going to release an LP or uh, his one hundredth uh, uh, LP or something like that. Oh right. And, uh, so I'm going to start collecting them. They should be worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I've got quite a few. Oh, oh keep hold of them. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, love to all. You stand here. Right here, Joan. Thank you. Right here. Bye. Goodbye. Earlier this week, 41-year-old Shahid al-Ahmed was sentenced at Luton Crown Court and convicted for the murder of Rachel Manning. Well, the murder took place 13 years ago and Rachel's boyfriend, Barry White, spent six years in prison for her murder and his friend, Keith Hyatt, served three years for conspiracy to pervert the course of justice. Both gentlemen were, of course, completely innocent. Earlier this week, I spoke to Keith about the effect it had had on his life. Your whole world just implodes. I mean, everything you've believed in just goes. I mean, you know, um, it, it's difficult to put into words. And Rachel was a friend of yours, is that right? That's right, yep. So, not only have you lost a friend in uh, horrific circumstances, you're now being implicated in that murder. In that, that's right, that's correct, yep. Um, did, you, did you think this is all... It must have felt like some weird dream, that, that at some point... Someone's going to go, hang on a second, of course, of course we've got the wrong person. Keith, go on, we're sorry, away you go. But that, that just didn't happen, did it? No, no, right, that's right the way through, even when we were convicted and put into prison, we, we both kept thinking at some point someone's going to open that door and say, sorry, it's all been a terrible mistake, you can go home. But uh, that didn't happen. That first day when you, you got sentenced and you went to prison... And that door slams behind you, or you, you get put in your, your cell. Yeah. What was going through your mind? Um, it was just so surreal. It's, it's difficult. Again, it's difficult to put into words. It's just you're just thinking to yourself, "This is this has got to be wrong. There's something wrong here. Um, I've done nothing wrong, um, and yet why is this happening to me?" Um, and of course, as, as we know, every, everyone in prison is innocent. I didn't do it, Gov. They got the wrong bloke. Uh, yeah. What was it, what was it like hanging out with other prisoners, with other murderers, with 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 criminals like that? It must have been terrifying. Um, it certainly was for the first three four months until you get used to prison. Really, um, you tend to sort of have to reinvent yourself a little bit. Um, and uh, 
because you're there on your own. There's no one else behind. There's no one else looking out for you. So, um, yeah, it's quite a scary place. How did you, uh, it come about you getting your uh, conviction overturned? Well, that was that was my father, because virtually from day one, um, my father got on to the BBC and spoke to Rough Justice. And I think he sort of flown a few times. And fortunately, Louise Shorter, who was the producer uh, at the time, um, agreed to take on the case. And then Mark Daly came in, who then investigated the uh, the case. Um, and that's how we got our appeal. I mean, it's a long time. This is not quick. Um, but without their help, we, Barry would still be in prison. Mm. Um, because uh, the sums of money you're talking about to get an appeal is uh, astronomical. It's taken a long time for uh, um, Mr Ahmed to, to be convicted. Were there some people who still thought that, you know, you were guilty? You, you and uh, Barry would be walking down the street and they'd be, you know, nudging each other, going, those two got off light? Um, probably people who didn't know us may have been thinking that. But, I mean, I mean I've certainly been lucky that I've, I've got a good family and all my friends. Um, they all knew that I had nothing to do with this, and they've always they've all been very supportive, as well as my you know the MP Ian Stewart being absolutely brilliant and supportive this right from the beginning. And did your family um, uh, th- 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 believe your innocence all the way through, or, or do you think that, that that even they were at some point going, well, you know, maybe maybe he was involved? No, 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 no point of everything I did this. No, no. And your dad, I know your dad uh, passed away recently, and I'm sorry to hear that. It's always, it's always a great loss when, uh, you know, when a boy's dad goes. But he, he was a great support, was he, throughout all of this? He was, he was. Um, it was just sad that he couldn't just be around to um, hear the verdict. But mm. I'm sure somewhere he's, uh, he knows. <laughs> and uh, uh, did it, does it feel like a full stop when the verdict was passed yesterday? Did, did you feel like that's it? You can, you can kind of move on and, and get on with your life now? Yeah, I think so. It was like putting the last page in the book and closing the book and uh, and then putting it away and then just getting, start a new book, get, you know, a new life sort of started. You know, and just rebuild your life a bit. Obviously, my, my priority is going to be looking after my mother, so... Mm. She must be really relieved. She is, yep. She was hard, absolutely over the moon, she was. <laughs> Well, dear listener, because of the unique way the BBC is funded, you have paid uh, 43 minutes worth of wages to a young lady who hasn't bothered to come in on time. Kelly Betts, thank you so much for joining me at work. It happens to everyone. You've been late. Um, Everyone's been late. When have I been late? I don't know, but you... Oh, you've been late and then you just went back home. Well, I did You didn't... pulled over in a lay-by and said, oh, I'm late, oh, just, oh... Um, and then you made up some excuse about having a headache and then you went back home. No, I... Yes, I, I could have done that and uh, not come in. Yes, and I would have respected you more had you not bothered <laughs> to come in. The fact that you... you... Is it still too late to do that? Yes. Oh. So what's, what's your excuse? I didn't hear my alarms. Your alarms... Yeah. How many alarms have you got? Six. You've got six alarms? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah, they start at four and they end at four <laughs> fifty. <laughs> How can you? Have, I've, I've in the past, I've had two alarms, mm. one next to me and one on the other side of the room. So I have to go. And, uh, but, but you have six. Yeah. Are they all? What are they? Are they ringing alarms? Are they digital? Beep, 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 beep? One, are they radio? I think one's like a dog, a barking dog. Uh, one's like a bit of a song. 
some of them are alarm like beep 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 yeah so and, I, go, I can bring it i can play it no no, no? and you slept through all six yeah that's not even possible well, it happened. This morning is proof that it's possible. Okay, well, can you? Would you mind going out? I don't know. Maybe doing a little bit of work. The thing is, no. What the thing is, go out. Yeah. Ask people about whether they'd report things to the crime, and also ask people whether report it's report ta- things to the crime to the police. Don't start, girl. <laughs> and also ask them if we. It's time we left Princess Diana alone. Okay. Off you go. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to say sorry to the listener as well? Um, sorry. Oh, can I tell you something really well, quickly? Really I, I had a dream that I was already at work, and I had a dream that I met Stephen Dunstable. Okay, off you go. It's interesting. Stephen, bye. Can I apologise, dear listener? It's shocking, isn't it? Shocking. <laughs> Sandra says, I normally like it a bit greener, but that's just me. April says, yup, perfect. Darren, it's a little bit green at one end, but that wouldn't stop any other animal from eating it. And Oh, Anne-Marie, thank you at last. I'm with Ian on this one. It's not edible until it started getting a few brown spots on it. Also, I'm no. glad you don't like oranges either. I can't stand them. Uh, Judy, what's, what's your take on bananas, please? My take is greener and harder and longer, the better. Bananas, yeah? Yes. Uh, yes. Steady. That's what we're talking about. I, I, I certainly hope so, for my career's sake. Um, that really, how can you like a green, hard banana? Well, the, the trouble is, when, as you say, when they're ripe, they're ripe for only a split second. So you go yeah. to work in the morning and they're green, and you come back and they're all brown and mushy and horrible. Yeah, you're, you're right. So I, you might as well eat them green, because when they're brown and mushy, you cannot eat them. They're horrible. I, um, I know there are starving children all around the world, but I have thrown bananas away because I've opened them... I've opened them too early. I've had a bite and got oh, no, I can't eat this. Well, you can make a nice banana cake with them, or a banana milkshake. Oh, but even, even... I tell you the thing I don't like about bananas. What's with all that stringy stuff? You know, the strings oh, yeah. you get. What's that all about? I don't know. It's horrible. It is horrible. You peel, peel them off yes. and eat your banana. Well, I know, I know. Nice and hard. <laughs> Judy. Yes. Judy, Judy. <laughs> what film is that from? Why am I saying that? Judy, no, Judy, you, Judy. You just, no, 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 that's a misquote. You never said that. Oh, what did he say? Is this Cary Grant? Yeah. What did he say then? He just said Judy. Then why, do, why does everyone go Judy, Judy, Judy? Because it's a misquote. It's not a bad, not a bad impression though, is it? Mm, well. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Judy, you're so not Judy, Judy, Judy. Thank you very much indeed. Where the heck have you been? Oh hiya. So you were. La- you were late. We should really be having this off air, but I'm genuinely angry. Go on. Then. You were- you were 45 minutes late for work this morning. We're supposed to, as soon as I was finished talking to that fellow about guide dogs, and it was a, a cracking interview, you probably didn't hear it, you was, was like a boom. We're going to, now that's done guide dogs, we're going to Kelly Betts. You're late to present the bit about being late. It's just one of those days. It happens. Soz. You've been out talking to people about uh, being late, have you? I have, and they all agree that it happens, so get off your high horse and come and join us. So I was 45 minutes late for work this morning. Right. It happens to everyone, doesn't it? Have you ever been late for work? Yes. And no, what was your excuse? Um, I'll just tell the truth. <laughs> what was the reason? I woke up late. My alarm goes off and I turn it off, put it on snooze. Right. So you, you slept through your alarms? Yeah. That's what happened to me. Right. It happens, doesn't it? It does happen, yeah. How many minutes late were you? About half an hour last Saturday. I work all down on Saturday, so it's hard. Have you ever been late to work? Yeah. And how, how many minutes late were you? Like, one hour. 
one hour? Yeah, woke up late because I was too tired the day before. And what did you say to your boss when you got in? I woke up late. Sorry, I'm late. Was that okay? Well, because it was my first time, that's why. They just, yeah, they just let me off. I was 45 minutes late for work this morning, don't tell my mum. Have you ever been late for work? I'm late now. Oh, you're late now. How many minutes minutes are you late? 15. And what's your excuse? Looking at myself in the mirror, I suppose. You're looking at yourself in the mirror, it made you 15 minutes late. Take take extra long to get ready. I'll let you get on then. Thank thank you. you. See, it happens. That guy's late for work right now. Have you ever been late for work? I have, yeah. What was the latest that you were late for work? Three hours. Three hours? What happened? Got stuck on the motorway. If I'm honest, I think I've been late once in the last six years to work. Conclusion? It happens. So those are your kind of people, lazy people. I don't know how... Oh, that last guy has been late once in six years. Okay, well, he did well. Well, I've I've never been late for this job. So, this is what happened. You were late... You rang up, you said, I'm late. And then you rang up again and said, oh, I've got a bit of a headache. I'm not actually going to come in. I so did... basically you were late and then you didn't come in. I've got a neuro... That's worse. I've got a neurological condition. Yeah. I, had, I suffered from a migraine. I was in a lay-by in Langley, heaving up my insides. Tell it to someone who cares. <laughs> that's it, that's your lot. Don't forget you can listen live weekdays between 6 and 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to listen to the full shows at a different time, well, you're a weirdo, but you can do by going to the BBC iPlayer. If you want to send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. That's it, that's your lot. Ta-ta. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 